Hello and welcome to eBible Fellowship's Evening Bible Studies with your speaker, Chris McCann. If you'd like more information or to hear more studies, visit our website at www.ebiblefellowship.com. And now, with your evening Bible study, here's Chris McCann. Good evening and welcome to eBible Fellowship's Bible Study in the Book of Genesis. Tonight is study number 21 of Genesis chapter 2. And we're continuing to look at the passage beginning with verse 21 of chapter 2. And Jehovah God caused a deep sleep to fall upon Adam, and he slept. And he took one of his ribs and closed up the flesh instead thereof, and the rib which Jehovah God had taken from man made he a woman and brought her unto the man. And Adam said, This is now bone of my bones and flesh of my flesh. She shall be called woman, because she was taken out of man. Therefore shall man leave his father and his mother, and shall cleave unto his wife, and they shall be one flesh. I'll stop reading there. Now in our last study, we were looking at the last part of verse 21. He, that's God, took one of his ribs and closed up the flesh instead thereof. And we know with that rib, God made a woman. And we saw that the word closed, closed up, could be translated as delivered up. And flesh was referring to the Lord Jesus who is manifest in the flesh and came in the likeness of sinful flesh. And the word instead is a word that points to a substitution. And so the spiritual meaning was clear and it actually revealed a beautiful picture that God took one of the ribs, which would become the woman, and the woman points to God's elect, and delivered up the flesh, Christ, in place of the woman, or in place of those elect. And so we see the spiritual picture. Well, then in verse 22, it goes on to say, And the rib which Jehovah God had taken from man made he a woman and brought her unto the man. So the rib Jehovah God took from man. And again, the man, yes, historically was Adam and God literally took one of his ribs and God literally uh, created a woman out of the rib. We know that's the true historical account. That's what happened. That's what God did. But this is the Bible. This is the book of God where God paints spiritual pictures and speaks in parables and and here we have a historical parable where Adam is the figure of him which is to come, the Lord Jesus Christ. And and so Adam experienced death, uh, which is what the deep sleep pictured. And then Adam, a type of Christ, experienced death as Christ died for his elect at the point of the world's foundation. He was delivered up by God. At that time, or point, 
because it was before time was created and and Christ died instead of those elect or the woman and we have a clear gospel picture well now it says that rib which again points to the elect that Jehovah God had taken from man from Adam or from Christ out of Christ God took the woman out of the Lord Jesus Christ and made he a woman or God took the rib out of the man which points to God taking this woman out of Christ and and God says this is how he made the woman well we we have an interesting word used here and it's the word the Hebrew word translated is made it is not the same Hebrew word that has been used in chapters 1 and 2 uh, up to this point. There's been another word, and God has used uh, the word made, the Hebrew word, several times already in chapters 1 and 2 uh, in describing the new creation. But this word is not that word, and actually uh, this word is not translated as made anywhere else in the Old Testament that I can find. It's a word that is Strong's number 1129 in the Hebrew. 1129. In some interlinear Bibles, I don't know if it's in all, maybe the newer editions have made a correction, but in J. Green's interlinear Bible, uh, there is a notation that it's Strong's 1127, and that's incorrect. That That's not right. The, the proper number for this word is 1129, and it's a word that is used uh, as many as a couple hundred times in the Old Testament, and it's uh, almost primarily translated as build or built or building it's the word that is used to describe the building of the house of god in first kings chapter six it says uh, beginning in verse one and it came to pass in the 480th year after the children of israel were come out of the land of Egypt in the fourth year of Solomon's reign over Israel in the month Ziph, which is the second month that he began to build the house of Jehovah. And that's our word build 1129 in verse two of first Kings chapter six. Then the house which King Solomon built, that's the same word for Jehovah and this word is used again and again in this chapter to to describe the building of the house of God, the temple. In verse 5, and against the wall of the house he built chambers. Verse 7, and the house when it was in building was built of stone made ready before it was brought thither. And also in verse 9, so he built the house and finished it and and so forth and 
and it, it's used in the parallel account in Second Chronicles and and many many other times in the Old Testament. It's it's a word that means to build. In Nehemiah, this same word is used in relationship to the wall that Nehemiah was building in Nehemiah 4 verse 6. So built we the wall and all the wall was joined together unto the half thereof for the people had a mind to work. And in both the building of the house of God and the building of the wall in the days of Nehemiah, there there is a spiritual picture of the building up of God's elect, the the construction of the house, the construction of the wall round about Jerusalem, typified God building up His church, the the eternal church, which consists of everyone that He has saved. In Psalm 102, it says in verse 16. When Jehovah shall build up Zion, he shall appear in his glory. Zion is um, another way of saying Jerusalem. It, it's a synonym for Jerusalem. When Jehovah shall build up Zion, he will appear in his glory. In Psalm 127, verse 1, Except Jehovah build the house, they labor in vain that build it. And, and that house would be the spiritual house of God. Um, in Psalm 69, it says in verse 35, For God will save Zion and will build the cities of Judah that they may dwell there and have it in possession. In this verse, we can see how God links the two ideas together of saving Zion, and again, Zion's Jerusalem. Jerusalem is representative of those that God saves. He is predestined to receive salvation. And and so uh, the saving of Zion equals the building of the cities of Judah, or you, you could say the building of the house of God, or the building of the wall, or the building of the city of Jerusalem itself. Uh, remember in the New Testament, there's a couple of verses where God um, very plainly, for the Bible, it's extremely straightforward. God very plainly tells us what the house represents in Hebrews 3, verse 6. But Christ as a son over his own house, whose house are we? We are the house of Christ. And, and Solomon building the house of God, the house of Christ. And, and that historical building up of the temple was a historical parable pointing to the building up of the house of Christ, the, the children of God, the elect. In 1st Peter chapter 2, it says beginning in verse 4, to whom coming as unto a living stone, disallowed indeed of men, but chosen of God and precious, ye also as lively stones, or living stones, 
are built up a spiritual house, a holy priesthood, to offer up spiritual sacrifices acceptable to God by Jesus Christ. We're built up a spiritual house. And keep in mind the word build up, build up. When God took the rib from Adam, he made a woman. And the word made is built. He built a woman out of the rib taken from Adam. The woman God built would become Adam's wife. And we are built up a spiritual house, the house of God. In in 1 Corinthians chapter 3, it says in... Verse 9, for we are laborers together with God, ye are God's husbandry, ye are God's building. The the people of God are God's building. And the woman was God's building. Um, God constructed her. He formed her. He built her. But uh, the necessary thing to build her was to cause a deep sleep to come upon Adam, to take one of his ribs, to deliver up the flesh instead thereof, and of the rib God made a woman. He built a woman as a result all because of the taking of the rib from the man from Adam. In Second Corinthians chapter 5, It says in verse 1, For we know that if our earthly house of this tabernacle were dissolved, the word uh, dissolved is is thrown down, or it's translated as thrown down uh, in, in Matthew, where we read, Not one stone shall be left upon another that will not be thrown down. And and so the earthly house would be referenced on one hand, on a deeper level, to the corporate church. We know that if our earthly house of this tabernacle were dissolved, we have a building of God, a house not made with hands eternal in the heavens. There's the the, the construction project of God. Uh, remember what it says in Hebrews 11, whose builder and maker is God. We have a building of God, the the building of the woman, the building of the bride of Christ, the building of all of the elective God. In Ephesians chapter 2, beginning in verse 20, and are built upon the foundation of the apostles and prophets, Jesus Christ himself being the chief cornerstone in whom all the building fitly framed together groweth unto a holy temple in the Lord, in whom ye also are builded together for a habitation of God through the Spirit. So here we have God explaining that we're built upon the foundation of the apostles and prophets, and who is that foundation? There is none other but the Lord Jesus. And and once again, since God is building the woman, 
with the rib from Adam. The foundation of the building of the woman is the death of Christ. Or in order to build the woman, Adam had to experience a deep sleep first. And again, we're, we're being shown, it's being illustrated through these true historical events that took place in the very beginning of the creation. The, the steps of God's salvation program always begin first with the death of Christ. Always the foundation comes first. It, re, remember what God said in Matthew chapter 7 in verse 24 concerning the building of the house. He said, therefore, whosoever heareth these sayings of mine and doeth them, I will liken him unto a wise man which built his house upon a rock. And the wise man is Christ. And Christ is the one who does the sayings of God. He built his house upon a rock. And, and the rock is the foundation of the house. The rock is Christ. And the house is built upon the rock upon the foundation the 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 enormous problem there's many but the enormous problem with those that um um erroneously insist that Christ had to die and pay for sins in 33 AD is that what about what about all those saints of God of the Old Testament who we just saw many verses that would Include them in the spiritual house, in the house of God, the house of Christ. Were they not built up until Jesus came? Or were they built like a fool's house, where the fool built his house on the sand? He had no foundation. And, and sadly, that's the case that people are presenting. They're insisting God began to build the house of the elect, beginning with Abel and, and Noah and, and Abram and, and all the saints of old without a foundation, without the rock underneath, without first the death of the firstborn of God, the Son of God, the Lord Jesus Christ, and it just won't make any sense whatsoever. Jesus is the foundation. And upon him, uh, notice what Jesus himself says in Matthew 16. In Matthew 16 and verse 18, And I say also unto thee, that that thou art Peter, and upon this rock, not Peter, but Peter used to point to Christ. The rock is always Christ. He is the only foundation. And upon this rock, I will build my church. And the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. Upon this rock, I will build my church. Now, What's very interesting about that is that God relates the church to whom? 
well, when we read in, in the Bible, we, we come upon the book of Ephesians and God speaks of a great mystery in Ephesians chapter five. And the mystery, he says, um, after describing, uh, the relationship between a husband and a wife, the mystery is concerning Christ and the church. But notice how, how God speaks of Christ and the church. In Ephesians 5, verse 23, for the husband is the head of the wife, even as Christ is the head of the church. And he is the savior of the body. Therefore, as the church is subject unto Christ, so let the wives be to their own husbands in everything. Husbands, love your wives, even as Christ also loved the church and gave himself for it. And then go down to uh, verse 30. For we are members of his body, of his flesh, and of his bones. For this cause shall a man leave his father and mother and shall be joined unto his wife, and they too shall be one flesh. This is a great mystery, but I speak concerning Christ and the church. And we can't help but notice the similarity of the language here in Ephesians 5 concerning uh, the, the marriage relationship and, and God is pulling from the historical record back in Genesis, and I'll read it again in Genesis 2. This is now uh, in verse uh, 23. And Adam said, This is now bone of my bones and flesh of my flesh. She shall be called woman uh, because she was taken out of man. Therefore shall man leave his father and his mother and shall cleave unto his wife, and they shall be one flesh. Exactly what God is speaking of here in Ephesians 5 as he is encouraging those in marriage relationships, encouraging husbands and encouraging wives. Wives, submit to your husbands. Husbands, love your wives as Christ loved the church because go back to Genesis. Go back to the time when God built the woman and and see how he he took the rib out of the man and and from the rib he formed the woman and the statement was made this is now bone of my bones flesh of my flesh she shall be called woman that's how the bride of adam was formed that that's when God made them at the beginning, uh, the two shall be one flesh. It was the first marriage, the first joining together. There are no more twain or two, but one flesh. They have come together in unison and, and God views them as one because the woman came out of the body of the man. And, and so here God is using that historical account to point to the physical marriage that 
we still uh today although the world and and Satan has been insistently attacking the marriage relationship for uh for centuries and millennium and finally at the time of the end he's been allowed to gain some success and and the marriage relationship is in shambles with uh divorce and shattered to pieces with with those that are distorting the picture with a man marrying a man and a woman marrying a woman it ruins the imagery that God established with the the creation of the woman and bringing them together in marriage and it's all because that union between man and woman pictures wonderfully pictures gloriously pictures God's magnificent salvation plan that's what satan really is after ruining and he, and he wants to destroy every vestige of it every reflection of it that he possibly can to rid the world not only of salvation but anything that resembles it and and so the attack has been furious against the marriage relationship and yet the marriage relationship pictures Christ and his spiritual bride the woman i will build my church and the church is cast in the role of the bride the woman i will build my wife christ is saying and the gates of hell will not prevail against it not the corporate church the eternal church everyone that god has saved and the lord jesus did build his bride as it says in revelation chapter 19 in verse 7 let us be glad and rejoice and give honor to him for the marriage of the lamb is come and his wife has made herself ready we can actually look at all human history the the entire history of mankind since the beginning as the building up of the woman of the bride of Christ that's what god's been busy doing because it's not good that the man be alone but i will make a help suitable for him and so he brings forth that which is produced through the help of god's salvation the woman the the whole company of the elect and in revelation 21 it says in verse 2 and i john saw the holy city new jerusalem coming down from god out of heaven there's the city that's been built new jerusalem that god built he's the builder and maker of it he constructed it he began it from its foundation and built it up until it became a complete city of god and notice what it says in the last part of revelation 21 verse 2 concerning this new jerusalem coming down from god out of heaven prepared as a bride adorned for her husband god built the city god built the bride 
It's describing the exact same thing. It's picturing the identical truth. And and so when we see here in, in Genesis 2 that God, as it says in verse 22, Jehovah God took the rib that he had taken from man, built he a woman, and brought her unto the man. That's in capsule form a summation of the whole gospel program of God that will take place over all the thousands of years to come until the woman's been completed and judgment day arrives. Once the woman, once the church has been built. Thanks for joining us for eBible Fellowship's Evening Bible Studies. You can hear these studies Monday through Friday over PalTalk, Skype, eBible Fellowship's webcast audio, or over your phone. For more information or to hear other studies, visit www.ebiblefellowship.com. Until our next study, may the Lord's perfect will be done.